Hey guys, back on Live Fit Podcast, Trainer Education. Uh, we've got Jeremy here today. Let you introduce yourself. Uh, thanks, Cash. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm, my name is Jeremy. I run an online coach slash PT kind of business. Sorry, I was a bit lost. So I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so like I became a PT. So a little bit about myself. Um, I was a P- I started PT in about seven years ago. So back then when AIPT was around and you know doing the 12 week courses, um, honestly didn't learn a lot from it. I mean, what, what courses have you guys done? Mm. What courses? Fit College. Fit College? Fit yeah. College is pretty in- interactive actually. They get better over time. Yeah, that's that's so so bad. Not really? <laughs> that so bad, man. Yeah. I had to teach my coach how to do a rack pull. Rack pull, okay, yeah. Yeah, that was my tutor. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> I think they hire the wrong kinds of people. Like, when they do this sort of thing. It's coming in great these days. <laughs> I feel like they're improving all the time because now they're more going to like a social media base. Because um, one of my uh, mates is also doing it, and so pretty much he started like studying it, and he was just like, now they have to create socials, and it's all about social media and selling. Mm. Um, and obviously, that's one of the topics I want to touch on, like social media. It's like whether you keep selling, 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 or you build quality first. Um, of you know, PT or online coaching. Um, so I guess I started my journey about, I'll talk a little bit about myself. So I started about seven years ago, became a PT. So I competed in my first show. So I did bodybuilding, fell in love with it. And back then it was more the case of enjoying the processes. It wasn't really just for the gram. I never liked Instagram. I was definitely one of those guys. If you asked me three years ago, I was like, I'll never be one of those Instagram guys. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm like, you're, you're, do you guys ever think that sometimes when we first started? Like we, or yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I was I like, never, never that guy and post shirtless photos. And yeah. I was kind of like, I really don't want to do this. But yeah. I feel like, you know, I posted maybe like one or two ever when I just about jump on stage. So when you're in condition and stuff like that, you look yeah. good. So you're like, yeah, I'll post photos. <laughs> um, so I guess I, you know, I even told my missus at the time, like, I was just like, yeah, I never really want to get into it. Like, I, was, I never want to post it. But nowadays, it's, yeah, it's all about it. Because social media is mm-hmm. like very important nowadays. It's like, you got to be able to appeal to the audiences and obviously you're able to help more people as well you know like people that you never touch so um selling terms they always say you know it's a disservice for not selling your product if you have a good quality product um and obviously like you just got to make those sales um sorry i'll go through my notes um uh, so we have only fans we have only fans i mean there's a lot of only fans people that do sell like programs after a while because mm. they have the market and I think that's like if they're just selling those cookie cutters then I, I would say it's more a disservice because you're just giving everyone just a cookie cutter mm. but then I guess people need to understand that's what the price they pay you know obviously they're going to pay a lower price they're not going to get a customized program and you get what you pay for nowadays you know anything you do like even products you buy the more you spend the better the quality of the product is or the better quality of the service is um, and yeah so that's why it's important to consider pricing um, so when I started, so I started as a, so I started competing, then I pretty much decided, I was studying at uni at the time. Um, I was studying uh, pretty much, I was studying engineering at Curtin, and then I did a drop, I swapped over to a Bachelor of Science to study Physio. Then I dropped out after a year and a half and I went into a Bachelor of Commerce. So, and studied a double major in management and finance. Um, found that that wasn't for me, racked up a mean hex, and now, <laughs> now I need to pay that off, <laughs> which is the fun part. Um, and then I became a PT. I decided to go all in and work as a PT, where you can just work full time um, and work for yourself. And I found that working for yourself was the 
best thing I've ever done for myself. I think like everyone's a bit different. Like some people like to, would like to work with other people and some people just need to run their own business. Um, and then pretty much as we go on, sorry. Um, and I guess like, you know, I'm going to go through some questions I get pretty often. Um, it's like, how do you become a good PT? What would you say are the main clients of becoming a good PT? Anyone? Um, I think to be relatable to people. Um, because as a PT, everyone thinks you're just like this massive jacked or not the time, health fit dude, you're really strong, same as the girls, like a really, you know, great physique, but like we still are like a normal person, like we still like to eat good food and our training's not always great, like we're not some sort of like superhero, if you know what I mean. It's like finding it's that me. sort of balance, it's like yeah. teaching, like your goal should always be teaching someone how to live a sustainable lifestyle, Yeah. to make exactly. it sustainable, like whether or not, you know, it's always about building those habits and behaviors. Like I truly believe that you know, if you can help individuals build a good, like good habits and behaviors, they can sustain this for a very long time. Like I mean, we all have those days. You know, I'm not 100 percent perfect. I mean, like being a bodybuilder, we count macros to a T, right? But then sometimes you just want to break from that. You just, like, I don't want to count macros at all. Like yeah. I just do not want to do that. I mean, you probably right now you guys are probably like, I just want to take a break, right? You need yeah. some milk. Scanning around here today. You not scanning today. No, exactly. Because you understand macros, um, you understand what's in your food. Mm. You have an idea of how to adjust your meals. And yeah. so, you know, like being like a PT, we are not technically nutritionists. Anyone a nutritionist here? Degree? No. Nutrition? Okay, yeah. I'm a set three. Set three? Okay, yeah, so nutritionist. Oh, set three. Two to be set four, right? Yeah. So, I did, <laughs> so I did it like nutritionists have a different approach because I have some clients that are actually nutritionists and so their approach is more holistic. Like they don't count macros. Like when they write up a plan for clients, they don't actually tell them what macros they're giving them. They just be like, this is what you should be eating to get your micronutrients and then you kind of portion size your meals. So that approach is a little bit different to what we kind of do. Because as, as you know, bodybuilders are generally anyone in the fitness industry, we always count macros. We're like, we need to teach people macros. But it's that understanding that if we can teach people macros, they will soon to be like understand and educate themselves on what macros are. So therefore, when you go and eat like a meal, you can be straight away like, okay, this avocado, you know, some butter, some you know, it's fats, and then you got some carbs, and then that way you're able to adjust straight away. So I think that, that that part is like, it's a bit different. So obviously it may not seem healthy to most, but I think it's, most people need to know. Like, I mean, yeah. you gotta go all in and teach them, look, this is what you need to know. It's like driving a car. Like, you know, you gotta make them be like, look, we gotta learn how to count macros. We need to teach you how to actually do this so then that way you're able in the future down the track to be able to go out and eat and be like, hey, I'm having some fats from, you know, there's eggs, you know, bacon, you know, carbs yeah. from the bread. And I think that's important. So um, yeah. do you guys have online clients at the moment? So everyone's yeah. doing online coaching? Yeah. yeah. So it's a great market. So how long have you guys been doing it for? Um, about a year. How you guys finding it? <laughs> I don't refer online. I refer in person, but like, I'll do it. Yeah. So like your, so your, clients, your clients made you do it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I started like two years ago. Like now I'm fully online. I don't do any more PT. Um, when I started two years ago, my clients was like, can you do it? And I'm like, all right, I guess I have to. Yeah, sure. And I think that they're, they're probably the type of clients you want to work on because I mean, that's the best experience you can get. You know, determining what variables helps them get to, to them to their goals. Not only that helps them, you know, proceed and continue to keep doing that. Um, I think it's very important to like consider that when you start out as an online coach, you have to first do the PT portion. I think it's very important a lot of times, you know, um, Fit College and a lot of the other companies, they teach you just 
go compete. That's the number one thing they tell you to do. Well, apparently they tell you to do that. They didn't tell you that? Okay, so I got told by because I have a friend that just became a PT and then her fit college mentor went and saw her and it was like, you should compete to get exposure. And she's like, I have never competed before. And then she asked me if I could help prep her. And I'm like, well, like, do you actually want to compete though? And then it's just that idea like, you know, yeah, for the wrong reason, correct, right? And then so that's what they're apparently telling a lot of fit college people. Like even I had about two clients right now, PTs, who also like got told to compete. So I'm kind of like prepping them. And so it, Cheers to them, it's really changing them. Like, um, cause I'm just like, I tell, first of all, I'm going to be honest and upfront tonight. I'm going to tell them, I'll be like, no, you shouldn't be competing just because you want to get exposure. You should be yeah. competing what because you, yes, yeah. it is the worst reason. And that's why it's good to tell you. I'm like, look, you can't compete for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like you got to compete because you genuinely love training. Like, cause when you get deep into prep, you guys know it. It freaking sucks. When you have to dig so deep and you're just like, oh my God, I cannot be bothered. Yeah. You hate training. You can't get the pump. You're just lethargic all the time. And you just do not want to be here. And you just want to eat and you lose sleep and all the lot. And I'm like, you know, that's when it counts. A lot of times people do not make it in that far, you know, because they'll stop. Like they'll realize how hard it is to count macros, do it all. And then all of a sudden they want to compete. And I'm like, you need that time where you need to do an off season where you're actually learning how to do all this. And then think about it for one year and be like, do you actually really want to compete? If this is what you want to do. Um, don't get me wrong. Some people have great attitude and they go straight into prep and they just, this is what they want. This is their lifestyle. This is what they want to do. But I think, you know, competing for the wrong reasons is what's making the, to- the con- was it the, the contest, the contest like, and quality as well. Yeah. The quality starts to drop and the co- Contestants are just like shitloads. <laughs> like you're looking at, mm. what is it? ICN has like 180 competitors or something like that. It's crazy. It's, it's a crazy amount. Yeah. yeah. So you can imagine crazy. one whole day of running um, all these people and then like obviously yeah, multiple classes. And I'm like, are these people all competing because they want to compete? Like back then when I first did my show eight years ago, I was the first of men's physique guys in pro league or like pro league when it wasn't split. So just IBBA, there was no first timers, there was no novice, it was just open. And the two guys, so I, I luckily, yeah, I really had I, my first show ever. I remember jumping on stage and I was like a deer in headlights. I was just like, yeah. stage like <laughs> with this, and I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. There was no posing coach. There was, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so like, I was so lost. And then I was pretty much like, um, there was about 25 competitors in my one class and I was open. And the two guys who beat me were like the previous champions. So I was kind of like, okay, like if I can place third, because then we place first, second, third, I was like, I'll be happy. So somehow I placed third yeah. and I was yeah. really happy. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, I found a passion for it. And then each show was just trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And eventually after I'd done two shows, I was like, you know what? Because I put deferred uni, obviously, <laughs> so I could compete. <laughs> and then I realized that, you know, this is what I want to do, you know, like help people. So I got into the gym, started those 4 a.m. morning. Does anyone start 4 a.m. still? Oh, no. no. Okay, yeah, you're the only, yeah. I think you're the only one on me and Nicole talk about time. Like, Cash is the only animal we know. Like, he literally still does like 4 a.m., probably works all the way to like 8 p.m. at night. You still do that, right? Yeah, just, yeah, long hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're fully booked, so that's a good thing, you yeah. know, at the same time. But then we're like, yeah, it's only one because we know what 4 a.m. feels like. I can imagine what, like, oh gosh, like 3. 3 a.m. wake ups, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing today. <laughs> like, I remember I used to just sleep at the gym. Like, I used to get up at like 4 a.m., you know, do a 45 minute session, then 50 minute gap, yeah. and I'll just be in the yeah. like, staff room to sleep. On the bench <laughs> press. <laughs> <laughs> you still using that, bro? Are you sleeping on the bench press? 
Oh, he's sleeping on the bed first. <laughs> That's doing this. Like, he take as much sleep as he can. Like, trust me. And then, like, you know, working till like that 10 a.m., 11 a.m. slot. Then you have your break. Then I'll train. And then, like, the evening slots begins. Yeah. And then that double shift is, like, so hard. So I think, like, it's very important that we value our time. And obviously, like, you know, you have to set those times where you just don't work. But then at the same time, you have to put in the work as well. Like, it's kind of yeah. hard because I think it's a, lot of, it's a lot of experience. I think it comes with it. Like, the amount of stuff you learn from being a PT is very important because you learn every individual characteristics and their training styles. It will be, and that's what you need as an online coach. Like, I feel like a lot of times, if you can't correct someone's form through a video mm-hmm. over, like, two, three weeks, then you shouldn't be an online coach because then you're not helping them fix their form. And if you're not reviewing their form or making them record videos, like I know it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people. A lot of my clients, um, a lot of women, they struggle to record themselves and they're like, it's embarrassing, like, I don't want to record myself. I'm like, look, you're gonna help yourself, you gotta help me help you. You know, you gotta get these videos to me so then that way I can help you as best I can. And I can fix someone's deadlift form just from recording videos. It can start off pretty bad, so I always make sure they go very light. But because yeah, I'm yeah. not there, I'm like, you know, you gotta keep sending these videos through and eventually we can fix that form. And so like you have to be able to tell, give them the cues they need just from like a voice message. You know, be like, hey, this is what you need to do to fix this form. Um, so do you guys do that, the online coaches? Do you guys yeah, do that? Yeah. Do you yeah. yeah. And that's how I get coached myself. So that's worked well because I'm like, I can use what's worked for me and implement yeah. it into like my own Correct. online coaching. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important. Like, you know, that sort of style of coaching is very important. You see, a lot of people don't know how to correct someone's form. And there will be other online coaches who don't provide that sort of service. And I'm like, that's the number one service you probably should give them because yeah. technically we're PTs. You know, we have to make them perform well to help them recruit the right muscles and activate the right muscles so they don't injure themselves yeah. long term. Um, and so I think that's an important factor to have. Um, moving forward, um, let's go through. Another thing too is getting people comfortable to take photos. Oh yes, yeah. that's one of the hardest like, things. Like, to do. I'm not losing weight. It's like, have you done photos? No. How do you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I make them. Like, that's a rule. Like, I'm like yeah. I won't create anything until you've sent me photos. That's good. Because like, yeah. I think like you need to set a rule. Yeah. You guys make your mm. or your clients. You take photos for all of them, right? Like yeah. even your PT clients. Yeah. Make them doing their check-ins so they're like, it's done. Yes. Some of mine won't, especially the ones that are quite overweight. They won't let me do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. It's a tough one. It's a very tough one. I think you have to really be like, look, we we definitely have to. Because like, have you explained the benefits of taking photos? Yeah, and even one, she's just... She just thinks it's going to send her into a downward spiral. So I've sent her off for a DEXA scan instead. She yeah. just needs something as her starting point, but she just flat out refuses. To... A DEXA scan is good still. Yeah, um, yeah. It's still better than none, obviously. Um, yeah. So that way you can still see some progress. Mm. Um, so photos are good. I guess generally for people who want a body recomp. So in the case if they just want to lose weight, then I think you know using the scales, using measurements is more than enough. Mm. Um, but obviously if they're like someone who's like recomping either like you know building muscle, dropping body fat, or there's someone who's just a detrained athlete who wants to you know start training again. So in those cases, like recomp can happen. Mm. So that's when like you know taking photos is important. Yeah. But as compared to like weight loss, it's pretty much if she's got a decent amount of weight to lose, mm. then I'll say that's fine. Just as long as you get measurements, um, you know waist measurements, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then I think that's more than enough. To keep it sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions before? Go on. No, you're right. So yeah, sweet. Cool. Um, so, so how do we become a great online coach? Actually, being there. Being there. So, <laughs> like communication. Like so many like just yeah. don't communicate like for like three weeks, and we'll be like, "Oh, how you going? All right, won't talk to you for another three weeks." Yeah. 
Yeah. And have, have you guys had the experiences? It sounds like you had the oh, experience I like that. I, I, think, yeah. 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 I think just like being able to build that rapport online. Are you cash? Because like, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, cash, 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 uh, like a, a week, I wouldn't hear from them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, paying a lot of money. And then uh, you just wouldn't hear one word. Same, same time zone, like wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. They're on social media, obviously working, like posting on Instagram. So I know they're alive. But yeah, it's 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 quite like, oh, you know, you want like feedback on your form and technique because you want to improve it, but you can't get it. So yeah, yeah that's, that, very, that's very hard. Yeah, yes. it's very frustrating. Because especially if they do, do they promote like a 24-7 kind of like, you can just contact them as yeah, much as you need. Like oh. WhatsApp, you know. And it's just no message, no reply. No, no reply. So I think that's where okay, so that's where it's important as a business where you start to where people start to grow, expand too quick. You know, in this situation, he, this person sounds like they're expanding very quick and then so the communication just drops. So the quality of service drops. Mm-hmm. Would that be the case? Because they always post on Instagram, right? Mm. So therefore that means they're just focused on sales. Yeah, right. You know? Sorry? Yeah. Mar- marketing. Marketing, yes. Yeah. And I think that's important that we focus on marketing, but at the same time, we have to always make sure we have quality of sales. Because, you know, like most times, if not, I've had coaches in the past, well, my, just only my last coach, not Paul. <laughs> so my last coach, um, he wasn't communicating with me. One of the best coaches, I would say, in Australia, like education, mentor kind of wise, like he had the greatest programs and stuff like that. But when it came to communication, he would not even reply to me. Yeah, just like, you know, I'll message him and I'll be on comp prep and then he actually messed up Mr. my... Mac. Yeah, that yeah. little Mackie. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard this before. Yeah. Um, yeah a friend of uh, Max McCall, he yeah. said the same thing. I just wouldn't hear from him. Yeah, and it's like, it's like <laughs> I think, but it's great. It's, it's great. Like, cause he's like, you know, he's marketed himself as one of the best coaches yeah. in Australia. And he bags on anyone else that wants to be an online coach, you know? hundred percent. So we should just call him out just because, you know, he does it to everyone else. I'm like, this guy talks about being like, oh yeah, these coaches don't care about you and stuff. And I'm like, pretty sure you're the same, man. So I I pretty much stopped following him, even though he was my coach for like seven or eight months. (laughs) But like, it was just that idea that he didn't provide that communication and it's all bad experience for us. So now it's just about learning from what they did wrong and just taking it into account. I think it's great to be communicating well, but also like upskilling is very important as well. So obviously having yourself a coach is very important. Like having someone that can guide you and teach you. Um, That being said, obviously like, you know, you you will always learn everything from a particular coach, their style of coaching, that sort of stuff. And eventually you will move on. And then so you'll find someone else. And I think it's just always that I think it's important to have loyalty yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to your culture, like, you know, because he got you there or the person got you there and you feel like you should be loyal. But at the same time, like, I think if you want to learn sometimes, it's not a bad thing. You know, like if you be like, okay, I want to move on, like, you know, you've been with them for two, three years and then you're like, okay, I want to learn something new. And then that's how you kind of upskill. And I think it does make it a bit more interesting because as long as your coach gets upskilling, um, do you guys do any upskilling stuff? Like any studies, further studies? Not yet. This Friday? Yeah. Sorry? Come this Friday. Friday. <laughs> Sorry, every two weeks. This, this year. Yeah. Uh, this year. Yeah. <laughs> I can't teach you enough, but like there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, like you guys probably follow like Ben Pakowski, MI40 Nation. You know who he is? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Jeff Nipper. Yeah. He's got a lot of great content, like body recomposition guides. He's got a lot of guides there. Um, who else? There's quite a few, actually. Oh, yeah. Lane Norton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lane Norton's got a lot. Yeah. So I think like that sort of stuff is good investments. Like, 
I'm pretty sure you've invested in, I've invested in quite a few of Jeff Nippert's stuff. It's just good to yeah. like put everything onto paper and like his body recomp is like 300 pages. So it's oh, like, it only geez. costs you like $70 Jeez. to yeah. get. So like I highly recommend these sort of like upskilling things if you don't want to study. There's quite a few things you can do like clean health. I think that's like run, it's oh, yeah. represented by Lane Norton. Yeah. Um, so it's like a course you kind of do, I think it's like maybe three, $400 um, and it's a study course. So I think that sort of stuff is good to just continue upskilling. But for now, it can just be just, because you guys are kind of new, I think it's just important to just be in the gym and just actually train yeah, people. Because yeah. you're going to live and learn, you're going to learn a lot just from training yeah. people generally, right? Like, I mean, you, you, there'll be so many clients that come and go because you either didn't train them hard enough or you train them too hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I always start with too hard and see if they come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, start, oh you start with too hard. I think, but like, that's the, I think that's how your business is structured. Like, you kind of, yeah have that like if i i've seen you train people and i'm like even i know that if i'm gonna go to you i'm gonna get obliterated <laughs> there's no yeah. piss farting around there's no like oh yeah we're gonna take it easy today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, take it easy today i'm like oh, no no this is where we go that's the sort of market like see if i know without even knowing yeah. how you train i know that's the type of people niche you have you know, like obviously, and then some people might not have that niche. Maybe you want to help generally people work in form. You see, like now that when I PT people, it's not about training them hard anymore. It's about technique based stuff. Like the only time I PT is only technique based and they have to be my online client. Whereas, you know, if I do a session, cause pushing people every single day and you get the individuals to eventually be like a little bit like not motivated, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and then you have to really motivate them. You know, like it takes a lot of energy to really like get them up and going. Like, you know, and I think I got a lot of respect for PTs like yourself and everyone here who like just keeps doing it. You know, like, you know, it's very important you do it. I think it's very important you do it. All right. Um, You're glad you don't have to do it. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a hard case. Like I've done my hard yards, like the 4 a.m. So I've literally done like the plus 50 sessions a week, you know, and I experienced it all yeah. firsthand. So it's definitely like very taxing. And then during that time, I actually tested the Warriors diet, which is like one meal a day. Um, so then like I've, I've done a lot of personal diets yeah. why you do that? when you're so busy you don't have time yeah. to eat man <laughs> you know how it is like especially because they're so big like it's it's actually really hard like I just did it because like I had no time to eat and I was like oh I want to kind of stay lean and then like I was so busy with clients that I was kind of like you know my gap was only 2-3 hours so I'll just train and then like I was just like alright well I won't eat and just go straight to my next night I maybe have a shake go to my next client and then just went into night time to eat and that's literally what I did. Like I tried it. I've tried a lot of different dieting. I think one of the questions was a dieting question. I think Tara mm -hmm. sent it to me. Yeah, um, it was something to do with, I think, intermittent fasting. Yes, everyone keeps asking me about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I've tried intermittent fasting myself as well. The eight and, is it 12, 13? Wait, 14. Eight, Wait, 16, I'm math. 17. Wait, no, I'm uh, six, 16 and 8. 68. Yeah. I don't know, our brain's not working. Yeah. I just know. <laughs> we yeah, know. We only eat eight hours. So yeah. like, I don't, okay. There's a lot of, it depends on the individual. Mm. Like I generally think that, yes, you can apply intermittent fasting to clients only if they're eating low enough food. Mm. Like if their food's low enough and they're not, you know, obviously as long as they can split up their protein, that's the only thing I recommend splitting up in that time period, in that eight hour window, mm -hmm. then I think it's totally fine eating in eight hours. Um, and it just might suit better for some individual people. Like some people find, oh, I drink coffee and I feel great. I don't need to eat anything. Mm. And I think it has its place. Yeah. I'm, I've done keto as well because 
back then eight years ago keto was king that's how we literally bodybuilded <laughs> like if you know like the reefy days on sundays yeah. or like the two week no carbs and it's just like yeah it was like it felt like death you couldn't have like you know it, it and depends on how deep you want to go into keto as well right i mean like you know some people go really deep into keto where they'll be like there's no artificial sweeteners there's no gum there's no mints like that sort of stuff like you know that, that's no toothpaste yeah, yeah. No, exactly yeah. nothing sweet yeah. no, exactly it's like the real no keto like you know like no yeah. no carbs at all and then that you see it has its place though so some people do do keto but they do a refeed once per week so i personally tried that and i've tried a lot of different dieting techniques that was good because i was like guess we only did 12 week preps how long were you guys preps 25 weeks 25 weeks yeah, yeah. 30 yeah okay yeah that no that's about right that's i that definitely agree that's how long it should be like i mean was that cutting phase all the way through no yeah, so it's kind of like building, die breaks, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be, then she kept drinking milk and eating lollies. Oh, I only did that for six weeks. And she's only 21. Yeah. Yeah. Cut yeah. like yeah. a six week cut. Prep for 25 weeks with six weeks cut. I was like, you mean you're still eating all this food? She's like, yeah, I was making fit. I'm like, no more of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, technically, like, the put fit sugars <laughs> into that. Yeah, I th- I totally agree that you can fit sugars in there. Just but but it comes down to like the thermic effect of food. Do you guys know what that is? Mm. Um, How your body like breaks it down and processes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, like having sugar is totally fine. We want to drink orange juice every day instead of eating carbs. But then the energy you take to digest that is a little bit of percentage. So it does bring up your TDE a little bit. So thermic effect of food is a factor. Um, I think. If you were to want to have sugar, I think it's totally fine. Maybe like every other day, <laughs> if you want to do it. And I think you could diet on it. Yes, it's probably not like, it's not, the micronutrients are probably not very good. <laughs> and you probably won't burn as much having those, like you won't burn as much calories having it. So it's not ideal. That's the reason why we try to eat whole foods all the time. Um, but like, I think having sugar is totally fine if you can fit yeah. into your diet. I'm a powerlifter, so... It's yeah, you need to eat it during, before, <laughs> after. after yeah. Very important, yes. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Just for that one rep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> Rest of 10 minutes, eh? <laughs> Are you calling him out for sitting around for 10 minutes? <laughs> no, I don't. That's what he does. Yeah. 10-minute <laughs> break. Oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty long. I mean, like, that's if you're going for, like, one rep max, maybe? Yeah, no, I don't actually sit for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Nine. Nine minutes, 15 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> no, I believe anything easier. In, a, in, a, in like a peak, I'd take a long like rest period, but on like off season, it's just, yeah. you still hit it pretty hard. And it comes down to intensity of training, right? Yeah. So yeah. obviously like, you know, it, it comes with that as well. Like when you're doing online coaching, you get a lot of people that you're training and do you rate their training? Do you make them do RPEs? Do you guys yeah. make them do yeah. RPEs? Yeah. Not online. Not a lot, yeah. That's, oh, like in person, but not online really. Yeah. So I, I guess once you get to that, I think it's best to be- build a better quality. You understand RP, obviously you guys understand RP. The quality of RP is very important. Like someone can say, hey, but you look at them like, that was probably like a five, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. But, well, like, it was a seven, bro. It was like 11 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, just shaking. That was like a seven out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had three more. Like yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but it's that idea like, you know, um, that's how you gr- make people become better. Like you see, for me, like for a turnover on a client, like I spend about 12 weeks, I, I make them do a minimum of 12 weeks. And then at 12 weeks, it, it can take them up to like 10 or 12 weeks before they understand what RP is, you know? And it takes a very long process, but once they know it, they're gonna remember it for the rest of their life. Cause it's like, you know, they know how much they can push themselves. And our job as online coaches is to make sure that they keep up that quality all the time. And even face to face, you should be 
make him do RP. Do you guys make him do RP as well, face to face? You'd be like, what does that feel like? And then it would be like, oh, it's like an eight. You'd be like, that was probably like five. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so, all the time. Yeah. People always ask me, like, you know, at one to ten, one's like, like, what's ten like in hit by a car? They're like, six. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a good guess. <laughs> 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 Did you get hit by a car? No. What else? Are you bleeding? Uh, maybe <laughs> Did you, no, you no, always pop- just throw up and be a ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think his ratings will like wreck everyone. Eh? Yeah. I honestly reckon, but even like even though I think I know what I'm doing, I reckon if I came and trained with you, it would be like an eight. And you'd be like, that was like a five. And I'm like, I'm like, damn. And I'll probably agree with you. I'm like, fuck, let's do it. Let's go all the way. Um, so like rage was like max squat before she started prepping for bikini cup was ninety. Yeah, yeah. she came in on uh, yesterday. And she's like, yeah, 95. It was like, this is tough. She's like, I think that's it. I was like, no, you got 100. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, do, do you I can't do 95. He said, like, yeah, you do. And I was like, oh, well, I do, I do now. Yeah. We got yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think there's honestly like this anabolic window after your comp. Like, do you, do you believe in that? Yeah, like, have I've you heard, heard that, that before. Yeah, so like, you know, they've, they've talked about it and like stuff like that. As long as you kind of track your training to competition, you know, like you go into deficit, as long as you can maintain your strength all the way through, because it's such, such a big deficit. Once you start re- reintroducing those calories, there's this window where like you, you just start growing. Like you just start inflating because you're starting to feel better. But it also takes about 10 to 12 weeks before you go back to homeostasis where your body's like hormones are back to normal. So if you guys are struggling from, are you guys struggling from sleep? Uh, no. No? Okay. Oh, you see, I sleep fine. Food comas, oh, I think, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Man, am I the only one that struggles with sleep? I swear <laughs> I'm dieting. Do you, do you ever feel like when you're dieting, I just oh, feel like I'm dead? Yeah, yeah, I was like... During prep, I was tired. Okay, yeah, during prep, you were tired. And it's like, after comp, you realize, like, you take a deep breath and you're like, holy shit, I'm really wrecked. Like, you know, all that cardio you did, all the training you did, and you just realize how tired you are. Mm-hmm. And not only that, now you guys are probably feeling ravenous. Like, you know, when you eat, you just yeah. want to keep, keep eating. Going. Like, keep going. There's just no, like, that, that, that's where hormones get unregulated. You know, leptin? Yeah, yeah. Leptin? yeah. is that the hunger? Yeah, it regulates ho- hunger, correct, yeah. yeah. So that means that gets released. So now it's just resistant to it. So therefore your body's just like not telling you to stop. So that's why, like, yes. I've <laughs> you don't <laughs> say. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. exactly. so, that's like, I'm not listening. To you. <laughs> it's like fuck you. I was like, you can't, you can't control it. Like, yeah. I mean, there's just points where, like, I think I've one of my comps. I've done about eight competitions, um, eight or nine or something. Like that. Eight, eight around, I think. And then one of the competitions, I actually like yacked oh. after. You know, I ate so much food. I was just sitting there, I was like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I was like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I went to the toilet and I was just yacked. I was like, I feel good again. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, so that's the same thing, Ted. Huh? Yeah, so that's the eight, seven. You can still eat. Yeah, I can still eat. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, I think it's very important that we educate our clients. Um, you know, a lot of our clients that come to us, what do they want mainly? What do most of our clients want? Like, what, are, what are their goals? Yeah. Look yeah. better, feel stronger. Feel better. Feel better. Mm-hmm. Build muscle. Yeah. Build muscle, drop body fat, yeah, lose, lose weight. weight. The standard. So was, is the majority lose weight though? Do you yeah. guys reckon? Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. 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 I don't, I don't want bulky want muscle. Yeah. I don't want bulky they muscle. I want tone muscle. Oh. Down yeah. And they pick up the ones because yeah. they don't want to bulk yeah. up. I didn't realize it was that easy. Like, what have I been doing oh. wrong? Yeah, I, know, right? oh, I, I should. Like, I've been bulking up. Lifting all this weight. Instead of the ones. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just yeah. But for women, I find it really hard to. 
especially in your age bracket too, that higher age yeah. bracket, because it's the, I suppose the newer, like um, you know, 20 year olds now, they have so much information available, yeah. where you know, 20 years ago, there wouldn't be that much information out there. No. 100%, I totally agree with you. Yeah, mm. like, you know, 10 years ago, it's like Steve Cook was the guy to go to, you know, and like, oh, well, my days was this. I don't know if anyone remembers this. No one's rooms. Okay, with, I'm getting too old, man. I'm not born, man. Yeah. No, no. So I did it. I'm always his mom. So we, I, everyone, everyone trains just for festivals, all right? We call it a festival for money. That's the only reason. Like, everyone trains for festivals. It's like you murder, bro. Yeah, you're like a Myron, bro. This guy named Chess, bro. That was his brother. Yeah, Chess, bro. Chess, bro. Yeah, that's his name. That's how aesthetics kind of came into play. Like, he really created an era. Like, you know, everyone wanted to get in the gym, everyone wanted to be kind of aesthetic, and that's how training got so pronounced in what it is now. And obviously, there's a lot of, mis- there's a lot of information out there. So I think a lot of times people can find those information. Um, obviously, I think like what we need to teach people, so majority is a lot of people like lose, want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But it's a, what you got to highlight to them is that the losing weight part is pretty straightforward, right? Like, I mean, you train, you eat less, a little bit less, you do some cardio, you move more, you lose weight. But then, do they understand what do they do after that? Like, how do they revert themselves back to living normal, like, without having to eat no calories at all? Um, you probably get a lot of women who probably come to you and be like, I'm doing 15K steps every day. I'm eating, like, healthy all the time. And, you know, why am I not losing weight? And they've been doing it for, like, three years straight. And you're kind of like, well, you got to kind of take a step backwards so you can take two steps forwards, right? So you have to, like, be like, we need to reintroduce calories. We need to pull your steps down and make you eat more. Mm. And then th- I think that's why, because I get a lot of majority of women as well online and it's scary for them because they're like, they don't know what to expect. And I explain to them, I'm like, I try to explain as best I can in these terms. And they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. And I'm like, you know, it's about taking a step backwards so you can go forward. You know, obviously if you just like decide to just eat no like calories and like no calories at all, one meal, two meals a day, eat healthy, but do 20K steps. And I'm like, that becomes the norm. Like 20K steps is only good if like you, if you're doing that every single day, it's like if you ran 45 minutes today, you probably can't do it. But if you ran 45 minutes every single day for the next month, you get better at it. You burn less calories, like it simple. Mm-hmm. It becomes the norm. Mm-hmm. So that's why like it's always about going through different phases of like, you know, increasing calories, dropping calories. And it's just a long-term kind of process, right? Like even compared now, you guys will now start to reverse diet out of this competing phase. So that way you can go back to normal and feel normal again. You know, and people are like, oh, why do you just want to stay lean? And you'll be like, well, you kind of can't. Like competition lean is hard, you know, unless, unless you're naturally like skinny and you can literally stay lean all year round. Like my guy who just competed on the weekend, he was, he's 17. Uh, pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. Sideshow Bob, Sideshow yeah. Bob, he did yeah. really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. we call him Sideshow. Well, he's nicknamed himself Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob, yeah, yeah. No, that no, wasn't him. That, no, that was no. that, that was um, PPS guy. That was PPS guy. Yeah, yeah. He he lost like fifty. Yeah, he lost fifty kilos. Apparently, but no, no. So he lost thirty, and I think he lost about twenty for this show. Yeah. So he lost weight over time. Like, like, photo of him was like good hundred kilos, like. Yeah. He won the transformation. Yes. Yeah, he won the transformation one. Yeah. yeah. So that was really. I've heard some women also won like forty five, like forty five kilos as well. Yeah, I think this was wife or partner. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Did, like combined, like over wow. Yeah. They really smashed. They they really did very well. Like that's very hard to lose fifty kilos. Um, combined too, because you got to change your whole lifestyle, your relationship. I can imagine it test your relationship a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, together though, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh yeah, you should compete with your partner. And I'm like, oh, oh you're Nicole? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The best. you can do it. <laughs> yeah, so has your partner competed as well? Or? No. Yeah, you're yes. like, yeah. so he has to deal with you, right? He's yeah, just like, he has to be supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. though. How'd yeah. Sam go into your apartment? No. <laughs> oh, so, wait, did you, did you, wait. Too soon. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, no, we touched on a topic. Whoa, we better change the subject now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick, 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 next question. Just lucky he's left. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Just lucky he's left the house. Uh, <laughs> I mean, me and Nicole compete together. Yeah. So, it, it's possible when you get to, like, over time, it gets easier. Like, you just have to kind of learn to just not talk to each other. <laughs> like sit on the couch and just watch TV. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's how we handle. We both know we had a tough day, and then we're so tired. We just want to sit there and just space out. So we just like we don't even talk. <laughs> we don't even talk to each other for like the last five weeks. <laughs> just, like, just no talking. Just like just food. That's what it. Um, so back to what I was saying. Oh yeah. So we're talking about uh, weight loss and reverse dieting. So I see like that's the area we need to kind of educate clients on, whether it's PT, whether it's thing. That we need to teach them that that's what they should aim for. That's how I've pretty much built my online base doing. Like explain this to people and then they understand oh, that makes sense. So that way, not only that, it does give you more retention as well, secretly. <laughs> a little bit more retention because you keep them for longer. Because it's never just a just cut and here you go, you're by yourself. You know, I've had clients who just be like, yeah, I'm great, I'm gonna do it by myself. And I tell them like look, you gotta slowly reverse diet out of this. Cause if you don't, you're gonna gain all this weight back. And I literally had one guy come back to me a month ago. And he had the, he gained like, he lost about 10 or 15 kilos with me. And then he gained like 25 kilos back. Oh. And then he was, he, I, I swear on my life, he came back to me. He got, he went to my gym when I was PT at the time, because I only just quit PT a while ago. So he saw me at the gym and apparently he said that I left. I didn't even come in. Cause I don't want to see, I don't want you oh, to see me, oh, how much damage oh, I've done to myself. And I was like, dude, are you serious? Because I, I remember you. I saw him liking myself and I, I decided to message him. I don't blah, blah, blah. Hey, how you been? Like, you know, where you've been and how, what you've been doing. And then he messaged me saying like, yeah, like I'll be meaning to get in contact with you. I'm like, can I gain all that weight back that I've lost? And so like, after hearing, I was like, dude, that's like, this is why I'm here to help you. Like, it's like that idea when, you know, you tell a child not to touch the hot stove. They're going to touch the hot oh, stuff. Yeah, Come yeah. on, let's be real. <laughs> you never know until you burn yourself, right? Yeah. Then you really truly like understand, okay, you know, shit, I messed up. And so the best we can do is tell people about it and whether or not they want to listen or not, it's really up to them. But most times people will be like, okay, this makes sense. As, and as soon as you show that explanation component, I think a lot of people will want to stay and like want to continue after. And they see that they value, okay, this is not just a 12 week challenge. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't like 10 week challenges. I don't like 12 week challenges. Yeah, no. I've run them. My minimum with online coaching is 12 weeks only because it's a minimum only. Whether or not they want to continue on is totally fine, but I just want to make sure that I get the people that are willing to invest in themselves. Yeah. It's not just a four week program or give it a try. I don't want that. You don't want that sort of attitude. You want people to be like, I want to, I'm determined to get there. Yeah. Three months, 12 weeks, three months of your life, th that's your whole lifetime. Like, that's not a lot of your life. Like, yeah, all yeah. I'm asking you is to commit for 12 weeks and then we'll build a better base. You know, and I think that's what we need to do as like online coaches. We need to explain that and scenarios and yeah. stuff. Yeah, because you need like a bit of time to actually start to see results. Like, especially yeah. if you're like, I'm sure it's the same body, but like strength training as well. You're not going to get super strong over 12 weeks. Sometimes it takes like six months, a year, and then you yeah. look back and go, oh shit, we've actually come a long way. Yeah, strength training is very, like, especially your style of training, like powerlifting. 
yeah. very much it's like that macro cycle a whole year yeah you yeah. look at the whole year you go through different components of accumulation and all that stuff whereas obviously like bodybuilders is like you know it, it, it's like they won't see the results as quickly like some mm-hmm. people may get great results you know yeah. sometimes the variables are right and that's why body recomp can happen for the majority like you know if someone's detrained if they start training again eating clean they'll build muscle drop body fat yeah if someone is a beginner tr- lifter and they go from you know doing whatever they're doing to following a track program with eating the right types of food they may build muscle as well and they may look leaner so there's a lot of scenarios where a lot of times or if someone just wants to lose weight like you know when you're leaner you apparently look bigger you know like when you have more body fat on you you don't look as lean and big you know and so that's why like you know it can be that case of it's always a body recon most times unless someone's just pure weight purely weight loss and if they have a lot of weight to lose in the case then you just have to get that weight off i think there's no safe way of getting weight off like, i'm not going to deny that if someone is like 130 140 kilos i'll be like you just got to get the weight off like how you do it doesn't matter it just yeah. got to get it off and then we'll worry about it once you're there you know so a lot of times people get the you know the bands you know they may take the duramine they may take a lot of different stuff yeah, to kind of stomach stop band stomach band yeah, yeah. yeah gastro band yeah. gastro band so there's quite a few things people do do to do that but i'm like look just get the weight off because you know at this stage you're at a heavy weight that is way more unhealthy yeah. than you know doing that unhealthy like oh you want to feed them enough protein and stuff and i'm like well it doesn't matter first of all they have too much weight to lose so they just have to eat in a really mean deficit lose that weight do a shitload of cardio and once that weight's off then worry about recompensing and helping them then that's when you come in to be like i can help you as best i can then yeah would you for someone like that like this just says oh, i just want to lose weight would yeah. you give them would you suggest a meal plan would you try and teach them macros how would you approach that I always do um, both. So like, I'll be like, look, I'll calculate your macros based on your stats that you've given me um, and the way you look and obviously like body type and stuff like that. And then from there, I will give them, I'll calculate the macros. Um, then I'll calculate, I'll create a sample diet plan to suit their lifestyle. So if they go like, I only can eat four meals a day, I'm not gonna give them eight meals a day. No. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you know, they can't sustain that. So yeah. it's all about sustainability and I'll give them only about a four meal plan yeah. and then be like, hey, follow this. And then if they want to, at the initial, the initial part's pretty hard, I think, for most people, if they're just starting out, they'll probably just be like, okay, I'll just follow the meal plan just because I can buy all this stuff and prep the food how I want. Yeah. And obviously they just need to try it. Like I think keeping it simple and following a sample diet plan is important then maybe three weeks down the track, four weeks down the track, they want to understand macros. Okay. That's when I'll like normally just jump home on a call or just explain to them what they should be doing. I'll be like, hey, try to enter everything I've given you like on the sample diet plan into my fitness plan. Very straightforward. Yeah. You know, like just learn about it. And then they may feel uncomfortable doing it. And I'm like, well, just understand it's like driving a car. You know, you jump, you, you can drive, you can just sit in the passenger seat and I can teach you how to drive all day, but you're not gonna really learn until you sit in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that same idea with my fitness pal. It's like, it's a good tool to have. Yeah. yeah, you're always you're always gonna have that. Um, yeah, my fitness part is you always once you've created that skill, you're gonna have it for life. You know, yeah. you're, it's, it's not so a bad good. thing. And like no. that's why I'm telling people, I'm like, you should just learn how to calculate macros. Mm-hmm. That's why my goal as an online coach is to educate people. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, I'm educating you. Ask me questions. Ask me whatever question you want, and I'll teach you it. Because then that way you're able to take this away after 12 weeks or whatever however long you stay. Yeah. They they're happy. They're happy to look at food and be like, oh, like when you ate the sandwich. It's like you kind of know what's in it already. You don't need to calculate the macros for it. So that way you have more flexibility. Like now you know how to adjust your meals for the rest of the day. Like okay, that meal had a lot of fats, so I might decrease my fats in my next meal. Yeah. So it's pretty straightforward. And once people know that, they can live a more flexible lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, it has to be strict. Just because they need to understand those habits and behaviors, like when they mess up, can they jump back on track? So that's when we have to be strict. And eventually they can live a more holistic approach.
Sweet, yeah. Cool, cool. And then just going on that, obviously, if someone is like quite big, carrying a lot of body fat, how would you go about having that conversation to say like, we really need to get this weight off because it's like obviously quite dangerous, it's like your health, I guess. And they can't, they're so immobile as well. Like, yeah. Correct. Exactly. can't, you know, they it's, it's a hum- It's a hum- they unhealthier being that weight, correct? Their knees are sore. Yes, they can't train their elbows, knees. Yeah. I've had people 150 kilos, same exact thing. Like, it's just like, you know, they just struggled. And I'm like, you just got to get the weight off. Like, how you do it does not even matter. Mm. Um, and how do I approach it? Tell them straight up. Yeah. Like, there's, there's really no, there's no reason to hide behind it. Like, yeah. they need to face it themselves and you need to be honest with them. Whether they like it or not, if they decide, oh, you're mean bastard, yeah. <laughs> then they'll be like, well, this is the situation. Yeah. Like, you either deal with it now and face it or you're going to have future problems. Yeah. And you know, most people won't take it to heart because they've come to you for a reason. They know. They know. They, know. they already know deep down. They just you just have to bring it to the forefront of them. And but like, look, this is what you need to do. And so that's how just bro, just tell them straight up. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to offend anyone, but I'm like, you get someone who's just gotta do it, you know? Don't ever feel like you're gonna offend someone. It just yeah. depends on how you approach it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think if you came to someone and just be like, yeah, you fucking, you need to lose weight. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to say it like that, right? Yeah. Like, you definitely don't seem like a yeah. tough guy that's going to say it like no, that. Maybe no. Cash might say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I see Cash saying it like, you just need to lose weight, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you fat as fuck. Yeah. yeah. yeah what I think yeah. he would say that. See, I can see, but he would probably say it in a good way still. Like, yeah, in a yeah. confident way, like, you know, you need to lose that weight. You know, like, so you have to be confident in what you're doing. Like, giving that sort of advice, they come to you for a reason. So there's already that, you're, they've already sold themselves to you. Yeah. You know, when they kind of met you, they've already decided that, you know, I'm gonna, I need to do something about this. And you, the best thing you can do for them is just tell them the truth. And the truth will hurt. Like, you know, it's gonna hurt, but that's part of what we do, right? Yeah. And you don't want to take on a client that you can't be truthful to. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can't tell mm-hmm. them to pull their head in when they need to. So you need to set some, be like, you need to be strict, like fairly strict to them. Yeah, yeah cool. Perfect. Do you guys have any other questions? Have yeah. you worked with anyone who's had the gastric band surgery? Yes. And how do you go with nutrition for them? Because they're really it's, it's, limited it's a, in what they It's very, it's very hard. Yeah, yeah, it's very limited. I normally just make them write a food diary. Yeah. So if I was you, um, make them write a food diary, see what they can actually ingest first. Mm-hmm. I had one client on some medication recently and he lost a ton of weight from it. Um, but then like he only could eat like, like 800 calories a day. And he's a guy, he's like, he was only like 90 kilos. He was only 90 kilos though. So he wasn't like an overweight guy or anything like that. He just decided to just use, I don't know, for whatever reason, lost like 10 or 12 kilos. But I was like, this is not good. But now he's like, he got me because he was my ex-client. And so he came back to me and was like, yeah, I'm on this, but I need help just in case when I come off. So I need that accountability. And he's come off now and he's already, his appetite just shot through the roof. Now he's like, oh shit, I feel hungrier now. And I'm like, oh, this is where we need to come in and be like, we need a recomp. We need to get you eating right types of food and right protein. But I think like, you know, for a client that has the gastric band, you have to see what they can physically ingest first. Um, you can't be like, oh, this person needs this much protein. Uh, most times protein is calculated. Do you guys know how to calculate protein, carbs and fat for individuals? Uh-huh. So what's, do you, do you guys know the ratio for protein for most people? Is it mostly twice your body weight in grams? Is that Correct, yeah. yeah. So it's mainly lean body. Body mass, so as in lean muscle mass. Okay. Um, so in this scenario, like you have to estimate what body fat they are. Um, someone who is fairly overweight won't need much protein. Um, so you won't they, just because they weigh 150 kilos, for example, um, they don't need 300 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. They may only need like at best one gram per kilo. 
because it's not going to be like they're going to be 150 kilos of muscle. Mm -hmm. And so in that scenario, you only give them 150 grams of protein, which isn't a lot like for a guy who's 150 grams. So that's how I, I, would, I would cut it off and base it, but it will be mainly based on what's comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. So what they can ingest and be like, okay, what are you eating right now? And how can we fix this? Like in most cases, they've already eaten, they eaten too little food, so it won't really matter. Yeah. So I don't think it's something you'd be like, oh, okay, like that's the worry. It'll be more about like physical stuff, like how to train them. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the most important part, like just getting them moving and obviously finding exercises for them so then that way they can do it and they don't feel uncomfortable not doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I think the worst thing to give an overweight client is something they can't do. Um, I've learned from experience, like you don't give an overweight client burpees. Uh, but I nothing on the ground huh? because they literally yes. can't get off. Yes. Like, yeah. It's really awkward. Yeah. So you have to find stuff that kind of make sure that, you know, it's comfortable for them. So they don't feel like, oh, I can't do this. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they'll be harder on themselves because of that. Mm -hmm. So, but it comes to experience. Like, you see, I didn't realize that the like, first month or two months of PT, like they didn't teach us nothing. I did 12 weeks course and I was kind of like, you don't know nothing from PT. Like seriously, yeah, you come out of it and you're like, what do I even do? Like, how do I even train it's someone? Like, why are you getting up off the ground? I can't lift no. myself up. Get up. I can't. Okay. Toughen up. Come on, tummy, tummy. Yeah. Tummy, tummy. Do you feel like when you first started, it was the same case? Like you just didn't, like you just kind of like just guessing. Yeah, yeah, I was like, like, yeah, oh, like, what's a good warm-up like, I don't know, 100 kilos? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's hold that for your dinner. And I'm like, I'm like, ooh. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> way too much, hey. Yeah. I'm like, drop back to 80? I had one guy who had a, <laughs> I had one guy who had a, like a bulging disc in his back, but yeah. he was the type of guy who would come like, yeah, kill me, fucking let's go, like yeah. pumped up all the time. And this was like my first year of like training people. So I just vibed off to him. I was like, yeah, yeah let's go, let's go, let's smash it out. And then he was doing like rack pulls, he was pumping it out. He's like, oh, fuck. I felt a twinge in my back like he was pulling it. I was like, he's like, oh, don't worry, we just keep going. And I was just like, all right, yeah, fuck. I guess yeah. like, yeah, let's keep going. Like, let's just leave the weight or whatever. And then like, he went away one week later and he was just like, yeah, he couldn't move after. And then he went to go see uh, Cairo and they were like, yeah, he has to like bulging disc and stuff like that. And I was just like, ooh. He just took time to heal. It wasn't too bad, yeah. but like he just kept pushing through. And I guess like, as a coach, it does. It gets scary. As a PT, it definitely does. And they realize, I realize, oh shit, you have to be really considerate of these things. Mm -hmm. And so you have to see what level of training they're at, and be kind of like, okay, we need to like do fundamental stuff. You need to just watch your form and see if you have good movement pattern. Um, because my muscle comes into play. Like, I mean, everyone talks about my muscle, but like, do people understand my muscle? That was um, a good post you did yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah, the my Give muscle them one. To explain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, my muscle obviously is like your conscious effort to actually target a certain muscle. Um, it's like doing a bicep curl, right? When you do bicep curls like this, that's anatom an anatomy, right? Physiology, you're just pretty much lifting your arms up. Your, uh, your mu muscle fibers slide over each other and they slide across, extend, contract. That's pretty much what your muscle fibers do. But to actually like think about your bicep, you have to like mentally be like, okay, I'm gonna think about squeezing my bicep with each contraction. So it's not just a simple movement. A lot of times in the gyms, you can tell, like even as an online coach, I can tell when someone's doing just the movement. You know, they're just standing there lifting the weight up. Their form looks perfect, but I can see them just watching TV. And I'm like, you shouldn't be fucking watching TV. That's <laughs> what like, why are you watching TV? I have one guy who's doing like, I think like squats or something, he's just watching TV. And I'm like, oh man. I was, like, I was just like, what are you recording? You know you're recording me watching you, right? Yeah. So I was like, stop watching that damn TV and focus on what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that idea like, you know, people like, 
um, they need to understand how to target those muscles. So really concentrate on making it harder for themselves. I think when you know when you feel pain, right? You try to think of something else. Like, does anyone have tattoos besides mm, cash? Yeah. Yeah. These guys got tattoos. So when you got your tattoos, did you feel did like you, you had to think about other things to kind of forget yeah. about the pain? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I was like, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> Just <laughs> distract me. So yeah. that idea happens. Like you know, when you <laughs> my muscle. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> oh, I'm talking about these. We should get matching tattoos. I can get 21 between them, like a two and a one. Why is it 121 or 22? Yeah. They had a good time um, between them. That's all. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my god. So they're going to get their first tattoos. <laughs> One week out from the ICM. Yeah, I was in hospital that Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> she had a few too many drinks. Oh my god, you still jumped us. You were like, fuck out. I still went on stage twice at one. Yeah, for the champ is here. That's good, yeah, that's good, that's she, good. She called me in hospital. She's like, am I allowed apple juice? Just do what it was. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 so wait, who, who made you so like, did Cash buy you the Grey Goose and just destroyed you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I brought it for everyone and she was allowed three standard drinks, but you know. I did. Wait, you only allowed three standard drinks? Wait, why were you allowed any three standard drinks? Oh, for the competition. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, she like 40 kilos. Oh my goodness, so. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She comes up, she comes up at eight o'clock and we've been there for two hours. She's like, I'm on six. I was like, I was six That is crazy. Oh my goodness. Wait, so you she, got, you got alcohol poisoning off six shots. I reckon. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few more than that. Oh, okay, okay. You probably had more than that, yeah. She probably chased it with like actual oh, alcohol. I really had 11 or 12. I, I, know. Know. I, had, I, had, I had that yeah. I had Five drinks. And so then, I reckon I had five too. <laughs> 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 I reckon I gave you at least four. I remember. It's your fault. Okay, sitting on the floor eating birthday cake. So she had more than I just didn't five remember drinks. eating the cake. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. And so do you remember just getting up in the next day? Getting no. Up the next day? No, you don't remember. So you I woke up in hospital. I just woke up in hospital. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> How was your training after that? Like, so what did you, did you just kind oh, of went to peak week? You went just straight to peak week. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> I was just like, stick to the plan. Hung over, eat these dry carbs. So, okay, back to what I was saying about the <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> yeah. I think tattoos, you guys get a tattoo now. <laughs> so, tattoos are like more like the idea, okay, so when you get tattoos, you try to think of something else, like yourself. Yeah. Um, you think you try to distract yourself from the pain. When we want to train, we, w- we want to actually think about the pain. Mm-hmm. That's what bodybuilders technically do. It's how we move the weight from point A to point B and what we do in between. You know, like powerlifters, how do we move that weight as fast yeah. and hard from yeah, point A to point B? Whereas bodybuilders is what do we do yeah. from point A to point That's B? Really the hard. slow time and attention, the supersets, the drop sets, you know, cash loves all that stuff. Yeah. So like all the crazy stuff like that. Um, do you do more strength based or do you do like a bit of both? Correct? Um, so depending so on the phase, like, cause you'll be more, you know, hypertrophy phases or strength phases. Yeah. But then in like your hybrid type programs, I'll do like, you know, your first 
two light exercises would be like okay. five to sixes and it's just trying to shift that weight and the rest would be like your high reps, slower tempo, yeah. pauses, drop sets. And, Which we yeah. call power building. Yeah, power yeah, building. Power yeah, building yeah. is like the mix, the mix of the two. And so like as bodybuilders, our goal is to stimulate as much muscle growth as we can with as light as, much, as, light as the weight as we can as well. So we want to lift light weights, make it feel as heavy as we freaking can. Lightweight. Light yeah, exactly. You know, it's true. Like, you know, the, it's Kai, Kai Green talks about it all the time. Like, you know, he talks about it's, the problem with a lot of people is that they don't know how to shift their weight properly. Like they don't know how to actually fully extend their muscles and contract their muscles to its full length. And so as PTs, our goal is, you know, online coaches as well, is to make sure we can make them execute this form well and recruit with the right muscles. Because everything has to be in the right position, correct? For them to build their muscles. And so this is where like, you know, doing lat spreads and stuff come in. Like the better someone is at doing a lat spread without any weight or like they are able to activate it more in back training. So like, how do I teach someone how to lat spread? I think you asked me that question about yeah, lat spread. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So lat spread yeah. is a tough one. I think it's like, do you guys know how to lat spread? You guys would know. We like an know. idea. You guys had to learn, right? Yeah, Renee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know how to do it, but Taryn teaches. How, how, how does she teach, teach you to do it? Uh, first, she teaches us with uh, like body weight, and then we introduce like really like dumbbells. Yes. At the front. Stop. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, and that's how you learn how to open up your lats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect. So like. That is a good way. Um, okay, I guess like the best way would be, well, personally, how I get people to open up their lats would be just doing lat pull downs. Like simple as lat pull downs. And after that, try to make them lat spread from there. Because ideally, they should be using their lat muscles in a lat pull down, right? So if they aren't, then therefore they aren't activating well. And most of the times, people who don't know how to activate their back muscles without tension, the better you are at activating the muscle without weight, the better you are at activating when you actually chuck on some weight. So BPAC is all about his MI40 nation. He, he talks about this all the time. It's all about execution. He always worries about how you move that weight from point A to point B with maximal force. So that's why we don't worry too much about like lifting too much weight too quickly. Um, and it's always about lifting a light weight. Like people ask me like, are you strong? And I'm like, not really. Uh, because in my head, I don't see, it, see myself as being strong. I don't really care about what weight I lift because I leave my ego at the door. It's always about just how I execute it so that way I can stimulate the most amount of growth yep. in weight training. <clears throat> Patty. Do you girls remember when I gave you two kilos on the shoulder press? My <laughs> made it so strict and it was just like, <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> so you see how like you slowed it down and that's mm -hmm. tempo, right? So there's a lot of different methods you can use, but slowing it down, you realize, um, angles as well, angle like stretch and flexion and contraction. Like you might yep. change your shoulder press to a wider, press on the outside and back out like more stretch compared to just your straight up and down straight up and down yeah, yeah. Like so it, it's always load. it comes down to like the posture as well like i think you know having good posture is great for training um so then that way you're able to um execute all the movements in the right plane of motion because obviously if someone's hunched and they do bicep curls like this they're not in the be best range of motion correct they always have to put their shoulders back chest up crunch their abs and then do that curl from there. Mm -hmm. So that way you have the maximal force. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that, you know, you always got to look at people's physiques and be like, okay, I need to strengthen these weak areas. So fix on their posture before I can build their muscle. Yeah. Perfect. So does anyone have more questions? I think we're like running over time. Yeah, yeah, Sorry guys, right. do, you, do you guys have PT or like nah, anything nah, like that? Okay, yeah. No, you're right. you're I'll, I'll go through some of the questions. Um, different phases, training abs, particularly for already quite lean. Yeah, so I was thinking like, Obviously, if someone's really overweight, you're not gonna, like, you're never gonna see the abs unless they lose all that weight. I'm thinking more like direct ab training from like an aesthetic standpoint. Does it make much of a difference, like 
Or do you reckon it's just about having how lean you are around like the ab area? I think it makes a huge aesthetic difference. Did you guys train abs? Because you guys both competed. Did you train abs when you competed as well? A little bit. A little bit, oh, yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Little bit. too much, no. no. no too crazy. Yeah, because everyone thinks like, you know, you're worried about getting your waist thicker. So like Nicole Nick believes the same thing, like, you know, that idea. But I think weight training, uh, training abs does have its place. I think it's very important, especially because you're a powerlifter. Um, because most powerlifters would need a strong internal abdominal pressure. So you need yeah. a strong core, correct? Yeah. So therefore, you, do you train abs? No, like me squatting and deadlifting is enough to like, Oh yeah, to like, build that trunk because anyways. I've, yeah, because I like, so, know how to breathe and brace now properly. Yeah. I can like activate my abs. And yeah. even if I do feel the ab wheel or something now, I can just like smash it out. Smash it out, it's too easy. It's too yeah. easy, like. But so the majority of times, like, you know, you can get people to train. I think, <laughs> I think it's very important to train abs because it is a muscle group. Yeah. Like, you know, you definitely need to train. Even the skinny guy needs to train abs. Like, cause I mean, like if they wanted to really pop, cause you yeah. can just be skinny and not train abs and your abs just would never pop. Cause it is muscle. It looks more defined if it is thicker. You know, yes, your waist may get a little bit thicker from training abs because your trunk gets thicker. Yeah. But like, you know, I think it comes with more muscle growth. Like even my waist back then was very, like I had a very small waist, but then I was only like 81 kilos on stage. Nowadays when I compete, I'll probably be like 88 kilos, but my trunk does not look the same. Cause I think it goes hand in hand with the amount of muscle you put on. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to get your waist too thick. Do you think that would be also because like the amount of load you're lifting? Like you just, Correct. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, have to you get stronger, more. right? Like you can't control, like if you're going to lift more weight in a squat, you're going to get strong. Your trunk's going to get more stronger to brace it. Especially because you guys are bikini girls as well. Um, it's also that idea, you don't want to get your waist too thick. So that's how, you know, girls do implement like waist trainers and like waist stuff to kind of keep the waist tiny. Um, obviously you can implement it just depending, it has its place. I'm not against it. I'm just kind of like on the fence about it, if that makes sense. <laughs> like it's like supplements, right? I think supplements are only like 5% of the work. Like yeah. if anything or less than that. Like I'll be like yeah. to people, invest your money in coaching where you get nutrition and training and that will get you more results than any supplements would. Yeah. Like, you know, I always compare, how much do you spend on supplements? Some would be like, I spent like $300 a month yeah. on supplements. Yeah. And I'm like, do they go to shred it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Fat burners only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shredded Institute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sell so much stuff there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Aren't they a uh, gym? Yeah. Gym, gym. Yeah, yeah like a gym, like a niche um, boutique gym. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're your competition. <laughs> kind of. Oh, Not really? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Wait, so who went to Shredded then? So uh, I worked yeah, there. Yeah, he worked there. I went there. She was there for 10 years. Oh, there. Was like and 10 years. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty long. So they pretty much pushed a lot of supplements. Yeah, but it's their supplement company as well. So they, yeah. Probably bootleg. Like you'll be a list of like 10 supplements that you need to yeah. get your results before you leave, yeah. like after your first consult. Yeah. Okay, what supplements are they give you? Like, I mean, what could they give you possibly? Oh, I worked at Subsource, so I know all about subs yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You worked in Subsource for a while, so, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely know like about the subs and I'm like, man, the only one that's pretty good for you is probably creatine. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the most yeah. steady one. Maybe some caffeine and like, so if anything, some pre-workout, some mental workout. Yeah, everything, probiotics, zinc, magnesium, Magnesium. I mean, they have their place. Yes, I and definitely I still think do magnesium. Yeah. but yeah, but there's so much yeah. stuff they have you on. Yeah, I agree. Oh, there's definitely a place for them, and there's a lot of hormone each your block stuff. Wow, yeah. they even have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know ATP and my band out. Yeah. actually said that they were selling supplements that they weren't meant to. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like ATP got like a lot of their stuff banned because it actually worked too well. A lot of ATP. Like you know, everyone's like, well. yeah, it actually worked. Huh. <laughs> so that, that's why they two three in that. The T3, the subcut, the block yeah. E3, because I used to, like, Nicole's like full all about like ATP, my missus. Yeah. And then I, even myself, like, I was just like, yeah, this stuff actually works really well. Um, 
but because they work too well, they got banned. <laughs> like they actually the TGA tested all the stuff and said that these are considered pharmaceutical grade. Yeah. Oh, and wow. so like that's how good the stuff went. That's the reason why everyone's like, oh, they think they're like snakes and they're lying. And I'm like, but the TGA banned it because it's pharmaceutical, so therefore it works. Yeah. <laughs> and like people are like, oh Under yeah, they, they don't work. They, they think they're just marketable. Well. I'm like, they actually have products that work though. Like actually like Cord RX, the stress adrenal yeah. RX, mm. very good. Um, subcut and stuff like uh, the prototype was very good. Yeah, you get, did you use them? Oh, the Alpha Mask. The Alpha Mask, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, like that one honestly, for some reason, that worked wonders. <laughs> yeah. That actually works really well. I have like a whole box, and I have like twelve of them because my mate owns a pharmacy, and then yeah. so they have like okay, you can you can yeah. order through pharmacies. Um, some pharmacies sell it, so yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah. Where are we get up to? Uh, <laughs> well, supplements. Yeah, supplements. Um, yeah. Talking supplements. Mm. So we're talking about? We're talking about abs and then... We're talking about abs. I like but, how we just go yeah, on tangent and yeah, we start yeah, talking yeah. about abs. No, yeah, it answers up the question that I was asking. So. Okay, yeah, with the abs, like the ab training. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. very important. And then we got into waist trainers. Uh, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waist trainers are very important. Did you guys wear waist trainers? Yeah, we did. Oh, you guys did? Yeah, we did, yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, sweet. The slim time? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. That's good. That's good stuff because my missus wears that. So, did you guys discount code I think it has its place but you probably see a lot of people like you probably get even clients ask you like should I be wearing that yeah. and then you'll be like mm, probably not so, like if they have weight to lose like you see the only time you wear it is when you're in competition and you you've done everything right you've done your training you've done your nutrition right and you want to yeah. be that extra one or two percent yeah. better it's like a exactly yeah. and yeah. then like yeah. it's funny because when people say that they don't want to wear it because you know it's very shunned upon in the industry you know there's people that will bag it out and talk shit about it you know how it is yeah, like yeah. you guys probably don't i hope you guys don't get it but you know my missus has gotten it in the past and people just bag her out like well not bag her out particularly but just bag up the company saying all oh, these people and i'm like but when you are elite athlete and you want to be one percent better, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything you can do it. Yeah. Exactly, use those supplements. Use those. Exactly. Yeah. You, if it's gonna make your waist a little bit thicker, thinner, fucking wear it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I think it has its place. But when people are like, "Oh no, you should wear it. It's just stupid. It doesn't work," and I'm like, you know "It does technically work." I, like every time, like every time I post a photo or video of the girls using it for pull downs, like, "Oh, that's just so stupid. Why would you wear a waist trainer?" And I'll go on their profile, see the video of them wearing a weight belt. I'm like, "It's the exact same thing, just bigger." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's prim- it, it protects their core. It's the same thing. Yeah, it it's like core and yeah, allows you to brace and protect. Yeah, you know, they're doing the white belts like boxing yeah. yeah. curls. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to make it look thinner. Yeah, but like, yeah. and it's it's not like a corset. You know, a corset actually is made to actually crush your organs and make it's you thinner. So that's a little bit different. Whereas the, the slim time is, I mean, do you guys feel like it makes you stop breathing? You breathe fine on it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you don't wear it too tight. You don't overdo it. No, you only wear it at a comfortable level. And yeah. each time, I think you're supposed to, once you get used to it, you're supposed to get one size smaller. Uh, or some shit. You go down on the Oh, you go down. Size. Okay, yeah, something like that. I wasn't thinking about wearing it. I thought about it. I told Nicole to get me one. For my comp. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear one. Why not? And then, like, you know, some people wear it because they might have low back problems as well. It's very good for clients who do have low back problems that work all day. And then they could literally just, all they got to do is wear their waist trainer and it will actually protect their lower back. Mm-hmm. So it's actually pretty handy. It's very, only for people who have lower back problems. <laughs> like, you know, but obviously you have to cause, you have to find the root of the problem with those sort of situations. Like, why did they have lower back pain? Would it help with any postnatal recovery? Oh, okay, I'm not no. too invested yeah. in that. Yeah. I don't wear a waist trainer myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know from what I've researched and what my missus told me. It, so I just wondered if it would help. I, it would help keep your... Because after you have a cesarean, they give you a big... 
No, that's true that actually, thing. because then you can't sometimes keep your because your muscles get weaker. Because yeah, obviously yeah. you're cutting yourself, you get cut open. And so in that situation, I was like cutting yourself. I was like, yeah. no, you get cut open. You get cut <laughs> open, and then yeah. 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 so here's a scalpel. Yeah. So they cut. Your, so I guess that in that scenario, um, they do give you a similar thing in hospital. Yeah, I think in that scenario you could put a wet waist trainer. I don't see why not. I mean, like it will help you keep your core tight, and then if and your you goal, lower back is very weak because you've just cut through your abdominal yeah. wall as well. So I don't know. But can you strengthen your abdominal wall from? Just training abs, like just, after a C-section. I'm just asking because I, I don't look at me, bro. <laughs> I swear, by uh, I have I've had three C-sections. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. do you find training abs harder now? Yes. Have you tried training Pilates, abs? I went to clinical Pilates and did one on one, and it was the best thing that mm. I did. So yeah, I think I think in that case, if you have clients, mm. redirect them to clinical. Yes, which yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. probably be the best scenario instead of trying. But hey, we're waist training because if anything, it will make them weaker. I send most them off to Pilates yeah. six months before they come back to the gym. It's not abdominal, the problem, it's just internal. Like mm. their, their core isn't strong. And yes. so doing Pilates where you actually focus on core strength, mm. that's what you need to work on. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. All right, sweet. I'll just go through, I think one more question. Um, do you guys have any other questions? Yeah. I was gonna, this is a question like, obviously you could probably answer as well, just about like going on about equipment. I suppose when, is there ever like a time you think that like equipment can be used for like new people? Or is it just when they sort of get like for like belts and stuff like that, when do you sort of implement that in for like, like their training? Basic level of strength, like if you're talking like, you know, weightlifting belts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a basic level of strength and movement, I suppose. What do yeah. you think? Jim? 100%. I agree with you there. Like, you wouldn't wear it as a beginner. Yeah. Like, I would have beginner, but like, you just need to like lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to work on the muscles that you, like obviously, you might have them, the client may have imbalances. And therefore, you need to make sure that they stand in the right positions for all exercises yeah. and brace their core as they're doing it. Obviously, like yeah. even doing like a machine chest press or a machine shoulder press, like are they properly bracing their core? Do they understand how to actually push the, like you know, push their stomach out? Yeah. Like you know, you know what I mean? Like that idea of like bracing that. Like you probably understand it easily, but does yeah, the client yeah. understand yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They probably don't. So that's why like they wouldn't utilize the belt. They only wear it for cosmetic reasons. A lot of people like I like to tell people, I'm like, are you wearing it cosmetically or are you actually utilizing the belt? You know, like, you know, I think it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And a lot of guys will come back and be like, they won't say cosmetic, but they pretty much are. Because like, yeah, yeah. most guys will be like, are you just wearing it just go, oh, you have low back pain, but are you actually breathing into the belt? Yeah. And they'll most likely be like, no. And I'll be like, well, then you're just wearing it for cosmetic reasons. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if anything. And I was, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those guys. Yeah, I remember. Like in my yeah. past, like I've wore belts. I used to wear belts all the time. And like, you know, just generally just because I wanted to keep my waist small for competing because I do men's physique and it's all about small waist, big shoulders and just a big mm. taper. And so personally, it was because my waist was getting thicker. So that's why I got worried. And I was like, oh shit, I better start wearing a belt. And I found out wearing a belt actually weakened my core. And then during one of those shows, I wasn't, my abs didn't pop as much because my core was weak. Does that make sense? Even though I train abs, yeah. and I was actually shocked to see that. And then now that I've completely cut up, completely like taken out the belt completely, I found that my core is ten times stronger now. Yeah. And then so I think like it comes to the play. Like I only wear it for my top lifts. Only when they're actually lifting like you know an RPE of like eight and above, like even seven and above, like you know for the heavy compounds, mm. I probably would yeah. never make them wear it other than that. Yeah. No. Yeah, because in most times they will never need it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Sweet.
Yeah, I suppose the other thing too is if they're like, you know, getting to a bench press or they're doing a heavy squat and they're doing, you know, plus 100 kilos and they're like, my wrists are starting to take a low, they're like, they just start feeling their wrists, like, all right, chuck some wrist wraps. Chuck wrist wraps. And I think it's totally fine utilizing it in those scenarios. It's just only when people start to wear it from the get go, like they come into the gym, wear belts, wrist wraps, the whole lot. I'm like, we do it. Yeah, they come in and they're just like, yeah, I'm gonna like wear this all because it's gonna make me better. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not gonna really help you at all. Like, yeah. just train without it. And eventually when you do need it, you know when you need it. Like eventually like, you know, and it does help heaps. Like yeah. belts help so much, especially when you utilize it at the right times. Like you can just literally feel the amount of difference. Yeah. Like you go from like a hundred kilo squat or whatever to like 120, like 20 yeah. kilos on top just because of that weight belt. Yeah. And I think like from a technical standpoint, it just make like, for me anyway, I found my lifts were a lot more efficient. And I progressed my form a lot when I could like, when I had the belt on and understood that breathing and bracing like, more i was like oh you just noticed such a difference so when you like you're able to do it and then you add that little bit more to help you it just yep. yeah it does make a big difference it makes a huge difference yeah. right like i think like yeah you, you know, even the wrist wraps yeah. like i used to be always wearing wrist wraps and i found i got weaker doing that and actually i found that to activate the chest muscles you had to actually put your hand in the right position because if your hand's too strict it doesn't actually hit chest as much as you would if you're in that position like do you find that as well yes yeah, yeah like yeah. you have to hit it right in this part here because if you're not pushing in that part, you can't really hit your chest. Um, but the, you don't know that things until like, I only just learned that in the last year <laughs> when I took off my wrist wraps. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like, then that, that's why it's important to also, when you train that you, you know, go back to the basics. You take off everything and just train like a beginner. Yeah. Try to think about all the cues you tell your clients and apply it to yourself. Because I think that's like, you know, very important. Because I think you forget, because if you just keep getting focused on like, trying to lift more, trying to lift more, trying to lift more. You're gonna forget your form. But in your case, you have a coach. So you probably yeah, can yeah. send through videos so you can watch yeah. your form, make sure that you're always doing it right. And you go through waves of deloads and stuff like that, which is important. But yeah. most bodybuilders would just be like, we just keep training hard. Yeah. Like all of us probably just like, yeah, just like, there's no, there's no, Cash's head, there's no easy. <laughs> there's no such thing as a deload. <laughs> I, think, I think you do implement deloads, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, I know so, you do, yeah. yeah. With, with the way you train, I'm like, I've sent you away for a week. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like a full week of training trip. Well, and see that's the smart way. You should listen to your coach because he exactly that's the right way to do it. Because with the salad training you guys do, it's going to be a high level, and so you really need to deload as well. Right? Programs as well. So like, uh, I'll go for a phase or four weeks where it's just it is that higher rep that um, you know focus on time under tension, yeah, lower weight, and then the next phase is back into like you know setting those real high RPs, heavy loads, and high intensities. So yeah, cycling through different phases as well. Yeah, and, and I think it depends on the level of the athlete, right? Yeah, like I can handle that really well. So yeah. I can't. But I, as bodybuilders, like, you know, touching on that topic a little bit. Sorry, guys, I'm going a little bit longer. No, yeah. no. um, if you guys need to go, it's all good. Okay. No, um, right, so, Rach, do you I head up? Yeah, 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 yeah right, sorry. Thank you for coming. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, no I could literally listen to you all day. Oh, yeah, I talk a lot of shit. I think for me and Cash, I like, talk a lot. This will be up on Spotify, so you can listen back yeah. really Okay. Perfect. Thank you. See, see you next see time. Okay, see you guys. So, I was saying about, oh, yeah, so touching on that topic a little bit about body types. So do you guys know what ectomorphs, mesomorphs, endomorphs are? Do you guys do body type training? Not really? Well, not really apply? Yeah, so it obviously depends on what level the athlete is. You know, if they're a completely beginner, you give them anything, they're gonna grow. Yeah. You yeah. know, whether they're ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph, it doesn't matter. You know, they're gonna build some muscle. But I think like, it's important to note that, you know, obviously depending, like I feel like ectomorphs, for example, will need to train at a, train less volume with high intensity. 
you know, like that sort of training. And I think, you know, you have to program differently for that sort of client. Like, you know, not all clients will get the same sort of programming. Like you're not going to program someone who's an mesomorph, like, oh, unless they're strength-based. I guess ectos are probably the only different one. Like I think most of my ectomorph clients, I would be like, you need to train heavier. Like, you know, because they need to take more load. But as in someone like an endomorph could probably do higher volume. And it's just dependent on the individual as well. So you learn those characteristics just from training someone. Like my missus can take a lot of volume. Like she can do a shit, like Nicole can do shitload of volume. Like I didn't, I didn't like 50 sets of workout, like crazy shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucked. But she's done powerlifting as well. Yeah. So she competed in powerlifting a while back. Three and years ago, wasn't it? Three years ago, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was uh, with Adam Yates. Okay, yeah. yeah, and he ate from uh, Richie's gym, yeah. and he just programmed high volume for her because he's just like, you can take a lot of fucking volume. Yeah. So she was like squatting like seven sets on a Monday, deadlifts seven sets on a Wednesday, squats and deadlifts seven sets each on a Friday. Yeah, like, I was like, that was the program she yeah, got. That's crazy. And I was just like, I was, I'll give it a try. I was like, this can't be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh, I man. got obliterated. Yeah. And I was just like, so that's why I really learned RPE and learned how to like power lift a little bit. Cause yeah. I was just, obviously it was catered to her. So, but it just became an understanding that everyone's so different that as an online coach, we need to see those characteristics of each individual and like see how their body is progressing with different loads. Like some people might train very intense, that's why they can train less. Whereas the people who train not so intense, probably train more. So it's just fine enough, fine. Like someone like Cash can probably train three days a week and make crazy good gains. Yeah. yeah Honestly, because like, you're, you're going to go in there and obliterate the fuck out of it. Yeah, even like when I'm, you know, just slow things down, focus on time on tension, like it's still like, you know, 140 or 180 <laughs> kilos of squats and it's still like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's still a lot of weight and yes. that central nervous system recovery just seems to take longer as you get stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, yeah. that's why like, you know, it's just something like that. You see someone's characteristics and attitude. You know, some people get like, you know, I get clients who like, they ask me like, you know, how do I get as good a results as, you know, your other clients? And I'm like, it's dependent. Like it's dependent on you. Like how hard do you train? And then it, then it comes down to their behaviors. Like, you know, someone could just have an all in kind of attitude, 110%, smash it up. Cash is like that. He's a good example. 110%, there's no fucking around. Like you program for him, he's gonna make great gains. He'll body recon perfectly in 12 weeks. He'll make muscle gains easily. But then like you get individuals who probably need to train harder. So those are the people you need to be like, get more into the gym. You need to teach them how to build up their quality of training, how to eat more food and do that sort of stuff. And then obviously keep them accountable because they might not be 100%. It's also known when to dial those type of like people like myself, yeah. like a big learning curve. <laughs> She's like, yes, that's me. She's <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Smile on my But like people like myself, or when I get clients like myself, it's learn how to dial them back. And that took a long time for me to learn is how to pull yourself back when you're yeah. that sort of go-getter. It's like, just gotta slow down, just try, not keep shoving plates on and just yeah. like focus on that muscle contraction. Yeah. And I think like, you know, that being said, like, you know, it's funny because when I was with Adam, like, yeah. um, he did a lot of like, you know, pulling us back. Like he went through a period where he started posting on social media talking about like people need to train in like three, four days. That's when he gave all of us probably the same thing, but he gave me like a four day program. And yeah. I went from like, I used to train seven days straight. Like just for me, seven, six days was just like the norm. Like as yeah. a bodybuilder, like, yeah. you know, because you can ideally work on your weaknesses, let's say I have bad arms. I'm just going to train arms one day. So, yeah. you know, bodybuilder, we, we, we're allowed to do that. <laughs> we're allowed to do that. No, but I did, day, calf day, oh. calf day. Yeah, just the weaknesses, you know? Um, but, but it's all programmed differently now. We don't do that anymore. But back in the day, that's what we did. Yeah. Um, but with Adam, it was just like, you're about like, learn how to pull back. And it was the first time I ever did only a four day split in like 
eight years probably. Like, cause I used to train regularly, consistently at least six times a week. So like training four days was just like, what do I do? Like, yeah. it was just so hard. Like someone like, you train how many days per week? I train four now. Oh, hey, you train yeah. four, that's surprising. Well, but with your, yeah, so you pulled you back? Yeah, when I'm um, training with Max now, because I'm going more strength for a little bit, um, when I was playing, training with Paulie, I was doing six, and I was just getting so burnt out. Yes. And then store five, I was getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where management comes in. Yeah. So like in that case, because you have the, like I said, I wouldn't give you six. Like even I was just like, yeah, I think maybe max five, but with everything you do work-wise, I can tell like, you see the other areas in life, is what affects overtraining, right? Do you guys know what overtraining? Oh, everyone talks about overtraining, but do you, do you guys know how, how overtraining happens? Just too much. Too, too much, much, right? Yeah, yeah. Cortisol levels through the roof. Yeah, and is that recovery. due to training? It can be due to training. But life, yeah. Stress. But life, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why people yeah. don't realize, like, it's like, you know, people think they accompany overtraining, well, oh, I train like every day, when I overtrain, and I'm like, trust me, that's the least of your worries. <laughs> like, some people just yeah. need to train more. And then it's just the, untrained we like the untrained people the people who actually need to train and most times people just need to train more mm-hmm. like majority of the time you're going to meet people who come into the gym or online they're going to just need to train more mm-hmm. simple you know like you, you just need to get them into the gym but majority of times you get that extra 20 percent of people um that need to be detrained need to do less because the quality of training is so high like cash great example so i keep using you because like no, you're, right. you're, you're literally at the top fine. of your training and i know that like without even like seeing you train i can just tell that you're that type of person you know and so like in my head i'm like yeah i would never give you six days training because i'm like with the workload you do because you pt heaps long i was like you won't be able to like do six days training like you can because you'll be like i'll fucking do it i'll prove you wrong because they're telling me can't do it because i know you'll prove me wrong four days but that's exactly it see that sort of characteristics you can't be like okay maybe we'll try five days because i think you'll get very good quality yet so there's no reason for you to do above that. And so, yeah, that's definitely a factor you guys need to consider. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Okay, so we probably should stop it there. Do you guys have any more questions anyways? I'm happy to do. Um, I think that answered, yeah, everything that I, yeah. that I had. Yeah, no, yeah, that was really good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's the first time doing this sort of thing. So like, I, yeah. next time I'll be more prepared and more professional. I'm actually yeah, just sure. grateful you even let me have this opportunity. Oh, yeah, so no worries. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because I do want to eventually like be helping other people because I yeah. do have a lot of PT clients as well. And I like mm. educating them. Obviously, I do it on a personal level because I see them as online clients. So I just help them like, if they need help. So it's just good to help everyone as much as I can. Awesome. It's good for the younger trainers to have yeah. someone yeah. that you can just chat to. Yes. Not sitting at a presentation, but that you can ask questions. And yeah, like, if you guys ever have questions, feel free to message me. Yeah, no, I'll definitely answer them. Like, sure. if you ever think of something later on, just send me a message. Even, like, if you have any, just send it through. Yeah. How many yeah, years have you been in the industry and training for now? Um, so I've been in the industry about eight years now, seven, yeah. eight years, yeah. So primarily about four, five years PT. Oh, so I need just start, P- start PT. So I've been PT up to now, yeah. um, and it just went online about two years ago, just because, you know, clients made you do. Yeah, <laughs> and then sure. slowly yeah. from there, I pretty much just branched off and just did this, yeah. But like, yeah, eight years, how long have you yourself? Uh, just five years now, yeah. Five years, okay, yeah. yeah perfect. That's what I'm planning on doing, and taking more online clients to try and lighten the load inside the gym. Yes, because yeah. face-to-face does take a lot of time. Yeah. Business-wise, um, you, can't do, you can't do as many as you can online. Like, it definitely is the market. Um, it's great helping people, but I think, you know, having that back-in, you know, like, you can still do face-to-face, but you can also do online. Just make it more exclusive, maybe, for face-to-face. Yeah. 
definitely sure. is the way to go. But I think you'll eventually do that anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you right, for tuning into the podcast. Um, signing out, let you say bye. All right, thanks. Where they can um, find you. You can find me on Soul Aesthetic Unsold Coach, or you can find me on Facebook under S Legion. It's a free Facebook group, so hit it up. All right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Where my missus actually makes the bulk of the videos.